Welcome to the Uncensored Show with your host, George Atchampal, where we share the mindset, tips, tools, strategies, and stories on how to use your money to do more of what you love and what you were called to do. Money is like gas on a road trip. Sure, you need it to get where you're going, but you're not going on a tour of gas stations. Money fuels your journey. The question is, what's yours? Live life uncensored. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of The Uncensored Show. I'm your co-host, Jacqueline Shattuck, and and what's that? I don't hear George. (laughs) We've kicked George out of his own podcast. Yes, that's, that's it, ladies. We're taking over. And gentlemen, before you hop off of this podcast, I actually want you to listen really, really closely, okay? Because I know that you have either a mother, a sister, a cousin, a girlfriend, a wife, a significant other, a niece. There are some women in your life who are important to you. And because they are important to you, you should help them out financially. And when I say you should help them out financially, I don't mean that you should give them money. I mean that you should be able to educate them financially. So today we're going to be talking about ladies and how to invest in yourself full circle. It's un it's unrefutable, right? Irrefutable that women are more expensive than men. It it just costs more. I have two brothers and growing up and even now it just costs more for me to breathe on this earth than it does for my brothers example um hair skin and nails it costs more um i need you know x y and z because i have more hair i need to make sure that i have cute little matching outfits i need accessories for my outfits okay it just costs more to be a woman right i need my lashes i need my nails okay all of that in combination with that we know that the pay gap is real, right? We know that men get paid more. Um, We're not even talking about race here. We're just talking about gender. We all know that there's a pay gap. What you may not know is that women hold 71% of our assets in cash versus men at 60%. Okay, let's talk about that a little bit more. Women also retire with two thirds the money that men do. Okay, that's a problem. Retirement is already an issue for us in this country. In this country, not enough people save early enough to have enough to fully retire, right? We're very dependent on social security. And that leads us to having to have organizations who take care of our older people because we didn't properly save for retirement. So saving for retirement is on you, ladies. It's on you because we no longer have pensions. Those are not a a steady thing for everybody. We've got to invest into our 401ks, into our other accounts, and we've got to invest into ourselves so that we can retire fully when the time comes, hopefully even before 65, um, really 67 because probably anybody listening to this podcast, if you're under the age of 50, 45, your technical retirement number now is 67, according to Social Security. So if we want to retire before 67, 
and we don't want to have to take social security. Okay, let's figure out what we need to do to be successful. So I think that the first thing that we want to talk about is just establishing goals. How do we go about establishing our goals? Well, I'm here to tell you uncensored that your goals should scare you. Any goals that you set, ladies, should be like, whoa, um, I feel like this is unattainable. I'm not sure that I can reach that. So I know for me, I always set these like really, really crazy goals where I'm like, wow, I don't know if I can really achieve that. Certain things like being a New York Times bestseller. I didn't know anything about writing a book. I didn't know anything about publishing a book. I didn't know anything about making it a bestseller. But I was like, hmm author. That's on my list of 10 year goals to achieve. So boom, let's try it. Okay, here we go. So then I ended up, you know, writing the book and actually making bestseller lists. And I was like, wow, um, when I set this goal, it was intimidating. And I didn't think that I was going to be able to reach that goal. So there are certain goals like that. Um, I didn't think that I would ever really be able to juggle ownership in multiple companies. I was like, I don't know that I could really be successful with that. So that was a big goal that I set that I think that I'm doing well with, but it was it was really scary for me at first. So I know that if I didn't set these big goals that I wouldn't hit these huge milestones. Right. And I know that if I didn't set these big, scary goals that I would still be in the same place that I was before. And there was nothing wrong with being where I was, but I just knew myself and I knew that I had potential to do more and to even, you know, shock myself at certain times. So recently, George and I, we were able to pitch Pocket Advisor to the BET Mountain Dew Real Change Opportunity Fund. And that's huge because I didn't think that I would ever be on BET. Um, I just didn't think that that would happen. So as a result of me setting these big, scary goals, we have been able to achieve more than we ever thought. So I want to encourage you to stop waiting. I want to encourage you to go ahead and set these big overarching goals. One reason why author ended up happening for me so early in my career was because I actually set a 10 year goal. Right. And I was like, OK, these are the things that I want to accomplish in 10 years. And writing a book was on there. And when the pandemic happened um, right before it, I heard somebody and I don't know who, so I can't quote them, but somebody said, what if you could achieve your 10 year goals in six months? Doesn't that sound crazy to you? Isn't that a little bit scary? Because you have your 10 year goals, right? That's 10 years from now. It's 2021. We have zero idea. <laughs> I, I, I have no idea what 2031 is going to look like. No idea. So that is more scary to me to think about how far away that is than for me to try to achieve these goals that I'm setting. So because it's so far away, I don't want you to wait. I want you to stop waiting, stop setting 10 year goals that really could be one year goals. And you don't have to make this long list of all the things that you want to do and make them all achievable in one year. But I want to encourage you to highlight two or three things that make sense for you to try to achieve in the next year, because I think that you can push yourself further than you do right now. And that's one of the things that makes me a really good financial advisor, because 
a lot of times people come to me and they're probably doing something related to investing. They're probably saving some amount of money or they're using like Robinhood or Acorn, something like that to do like the bare minimum. As an advisor, it's my job to come in and to tell you that you could be doing better. You're doing good right now, but you could be doing better. So stop waiting. Stop sitting on your money, ladies. We hold 71% of our assets in cash versus men who hold closer to 60. So stop sitting on your cash, okay? A cash savings account right now is earning you 0.4 of a percent. That's how much the interest is, 0.4 of a percent. I'm not even gonna do the math for you because that's like 40 cents on every $100, Okay, that's nothing. It's not earning you anything in there. It's actually losing you money because inflation is running over 2%. Okay, so you're actually in the negative by sitting on your cash. So unless your cash is there for a certain purpose, it's there for your emergency savings. It's there for you to deploy into some investment soon. It's there for you to buy a house. If that's not what that cash is earmarked for, you need to invest it. Stop being scared. Stop waiting. Okay, get it done. So I want you to establish goals that are so big that they scare you. All right. Now, I want you to remember to invest in yourself. And when I say invest in yourself, I'm not talking about the traditional investing accounts. We'll talk about that later. I'm talking about investing in yourself daily, because what people often forget is that small, small tasks, small milestones, small goals achieved. That all leads up to big goals being met. It's the small things. Um, I was talking about it in my um, relationship. Somebody was asking me why I think my and my significant other's relationship is so good. And I said, because it's literally just the small things. Think about it. In a relationship, what's really big? You have your anniversaries, you have your birthdays, you have your holidays, right? So I guess I should know how many federal holidays there are off the top of my head, but let's go with like 10. So there's 10 federal holidays. There's two birthdays, that's 12. And then what, you get an, an anniversary every year, one or two. So what are you looking at? Let's just let's just say 15 days. So there's 15 special days in a year. There's typically 365 days in a year. Do you see what I'm going for here? It's just math. If we only have 15 special days in a year out of 365, then that means that the majority of our time spent together is like, less than average. It's not great. It's just mundane. And I don't think that that's how a relationship is supposed to be. I don't think that we're only supposed to be happy on those 15 days. So just like investing in yourself, I don't think that you should only invest in yourself once a month um, or once for your birthday or once a quarter or once for Christmas or whatever that is. Let's even take those 15 days. You need to invest in yourself daily. You can't just invest in yourself on those 15 days that make sense. You've got to figure out how to do it daily. And in order to do it daily, my recommendation is for you to one, wake up early, wake up early. Time is our greatest asset. I know we we want to say that like um, even our ability to earn income, right? We say that that's our our greatest asset, right? And maybe your greatest protectable asset, but time is truly your greatest asset here. So wake up early. Um, you work from home now, right? Take a nap at some point, but wake up early. 
because the early bird gets the worm. It allows you to set yourself up for success for the day. And if you set yourself up for success for the day, maybe your success includes a 30, 30 minute nap in the middle of the day. I don't know. But I'm just saying wake up early so that you can set yourself up for success. Now, once you wake up early, I want you to create a list for the day. This list needs to be a short list. It needs to be a short list of things that you can achieve just in this very day. And I don't mean um, setting a list of like the top 10 things that you think you need to get done today. No, a very specific list. My list typically has three to five things that I'm trying to achieve today. And typically one of those is client communications because that's my job, right? It's my job to take care of my clients as their financial advisor. So that's typically on today's tasks of things that I need to get done, right? So there's about three to five things on that list. And, you know, I just make sure that it's, it's achievable. So I know we talked earlier about establishing goals that scare you, but we also want to establish goals that make sense, right? So we make a short list for the day because that makes sense. And it's something that we can achieve that day. It's going to keep us motivated. It's going to keep us going. Like when I look at my whiteboard, because that's where I keep my my tasks for the day. When I look at that and I'm able to erase, you know, my top five things, if there was five, three or five, I'm able to wipe all of those off. I feel a lot better about that day and it keeps me motivated to want to establish the next shortlist for the next day. So you can either establish your shortlist at the end of the day when you're done, or you can establish it first thing in the morning. But it makes sense to have that. So invest in yourself by waking up early, creating a short list, watching your spending. So unfortunately, like I was saying earlier, as women, it's just more expensive for us to breathe. (laughs) It's more expensive for us to be alive. So be cognizant of the pink tax. We've talked about the black tax before. Let's talk about the pink tax. The pink tax is where women are going to pay more for their goods and services that are directed towards them. For example, we'll we'll pay more for shampoo, conditioner, body wash, all of that. Those prices are marked up for women. We know that women are typically the shoppers. We just always have been. So they know that women are willing to buy more products. So they're able to raise them up to a higher price because they know that we're still going to buy them. So be cognizant of the pink tax. I'm not a super frugal person. And I've talked about this before. I'm not here to penny pinch. That's not me living my best life. And the reason why I invest in stocks, bonds, mutual funds, pre-IPOs, Bitcoin, cryptos, I do all of that not because I really like those, but because I am investing in a better life. And a better life for me is not penny pinching. But I am aware of the pink tax. And I am aware that companies are going to try to charge me more for very similar products that are marketed towards men. So I'm aware of that. And I do put that into motion when it's applicable, but I don't let that hinder my life. So, I mean, the pink tax typically costs women on average uh, $1,300 more than it costs men. So just being cognizant of like, okay, if I can buy, you know, a cheaper razor, let me do that or whatever it is that makes sense for you. Just be cognizant that the pink tax is real. The other thing that I want to talk about is how I'm able to invest more money by investing in myself, like as an actual human being, right, as a person. So one of the biggest things is for me, lashes. So lashes got super popular in the last few years, right? To go get your lashes done, get individuals, whatever. It's probably on average like $200 a month. 
And for me, I was like, I'm clearly cognizant of my budget and money. So I'm just like, wow. So I'm going to spend $100 a month on my nails, $200 a month on my hair, $200 a month on my lashes, you know, another $100 a month on makeup. Like, okay, this is getting really expensive, guys. So I'm like, all right, let's figure this out. So what I did was I was like, okay, your lashes are a literal part of your body, (laughs) like the hair on top of your head. It's a literal part of your body. Um, so I was like, it was specifically my lashes. I was like, is there some way that I can invest in just having my personal lashes be longer so that I don't have to spend the time, effort and money to go get my lashes done like every two weeks. So what I did was I found, um, this Rodan and Fields like lash serum so that I could grow my lashes. They don't look as sexy on camera as getting your lashes done. But it does save me a lot of money because I only spend $100 every six months to buy the Rodan and Field Serum. And if you see me in real life, my friends will tell you my lashes are long. It's definitely worth it. And then you, of course, get to keep your own natural lash and save money. So that's just one of the things that I did to invest in myself. I mean, there's other things that you can do that make sense because on average, women are spending $1,500 a year getting their nails done. So I was like, "Mm, yeah, that's kind of a lot um, when you add it all up. So I was like, is there a way to shorten that? Maybe I don't have to go get a pedicure every two weeks. Um, Maybe I can mitigate that in some way, shape or form. Um, Same with my nails. Maybe I can save a little bit of money on my nails. So y'all get where I'm going with this. Just invest in yourself. Okay. I'm still going to go with the invest in your lashes. I'm still going to go with the, um, you don't need 50,000 different kinds of makeup. Okay. Find what works for you. Makeup is ridiculously expensive. Find what works for you and stick with it. You don't need to try every single kind that you see on a YouTube tutorial. Trust me, I want to buy it all too. They make it super, super easy to buy it on Instagram or anywhere. I'm here to tell you, you do not always have to buy that product from Sephora. You don't need it as much as we would love to have it. Investing is something that fascinates many people. People want to learn how to do it, but they don't know where to start. They don't know what to invest in, where to open it up an account and how much they should even be investing. And that's why I created a free educational workshop to show you exactly what you need to know about the fundamentals of investing. So if you want to learn more about investing, click the link in the show notes. And we'd love to be a resource to you to show you how you can start having your money work for you, even when you're not working for it. Okay, now I want to talk about actually investing because women, we retire with two thirds the money that men do. Two thirds. Okay, some of that is just kind of some of the system. Some of that has to do with the pay gap. Some of that has to do with us keeping our cash and our money in, in cash. Right. And not investing it. So in order for you to retire with more money, I want us to open investing accounts. And I say retire because that's the universal terminology for this, right? Retirement um, has always been, you know, the, the status quo, right? That's how we recognize the point when somebody stops working. I actually prefer to call it work optional. So women head into work optional with two thirds of the money that men do because work optional is retirement. That's the point when you decide is, are you going to go to work today? Are you going to get up and go to work or are you not? Because you have enough money to sustain you to not go to work. So at what point do you want work to be optional? And in order to do that, we need to open up investment accounts. 
we want to make sure that we have our funds put up so that we can make work optional when we're ready. Now, the analogy that I always give is the bar stool analogy. Okay. So the bar stool, imagine you walk into your favorite bar, you sit down on the stool in order to sit down on this financial stool, which says work optional on the very top of it. In order for you to sit down in the work optional bar stool, you have to have three legs to your bar stool. These three legs are represented by different account types. The first bar stool is your brokerage or individual account. All that a brokerage or individual account is, is just a glorified savings account. It's just a savings account where you can actually purchase stocks, bonds, or mutual funds in it. That's leg number one. Leg number two, it really used to be social security, but as time has gone on, people don't love social security They don't really want to depend on it. I can tell you there will be some form of Social Security around when you retire, but it may not be in the traditional sense um, and it may not be enough to really sustain your life. So your second leg of the stool is going to be your traditional IRA or 401k. Okay, so we have leg one which is your brokerage, leg two, which is your traditional IRA or 401k. Okay, now why is this important? Because this is the way for you to save pre-tax dollars into your investment account. Why does that matter? Well, it matters because you get to take a tax deduction right now. That's huge. And that money gets to grow tax deferred. Why is it tax deferred? It's tax deferred because you will pay taxes on it when you take that money out, okay? And I'll explain why this is huge with with leg number three. So we've got our brokerage account that we need to establish and fund. We've got our 401k or IRA that we need to establish and fund. And we have the third leg, which is our Roth. It's either our Roth 401k or our Roth IRA, okay? So this is the third leg, it's our Roth. So we want to ensure that we have a Roth account. Why does it matter? What is a Roth? Okay, so a Roth account is similar to your 401k or IRA. It just has different tax consequences. That's all we're doing here when we talk about different account types, okay? I don't want you to get too confused. The only thing that we're talking about when we talk about different account types, this is all you need to know. We're playing the tax shell game with the IRS. Remember the shell game? What is it? A marble or a card? You put it down on the table. You've got three big conch shells and then you move the shells around and try to figure out where the card is, right? That's super exciting to play with the IRS, okay? We're playing the tax shell game, all right? So we're saying, where is the IRS going to get their money from, okay? So with the Roth account, that money that you put in right now, it's gonna be after tax, meaning it's gonna be when you get your paycheck, So you get your paycheck and then that money goes into that Roth. Okay, so what does that mean? Paid taxes on it one time. That means when you go to take that money out, it's going to be tax free. Why does that matter, Jacqueline? Why do I care? Well, because you want to retire before 59 and a half. That's why it matters. It matters because there's going to be a penalty for your retirement accounts that you try to pull money from. 
and the penalty is taxes. So if you save all of your money into a 401k, um, I just I just got interviewed by um, Money Magazine for this. Okay, they were like, yeah, we've got this couple and they saved all of their money into their 401k. So um, now they're in retirement and they're scared because they're going to have a big tax bill because all of the money that they're pulling from their 401ks is taxable. Yeah, there's no way around that. The money that you pull from your 401k is taxable. You've got to pay taxes on it at some point. So that's why the Roth is huge because had they saved into a Roth, they would have been able to supplement their retirement. Had they saved into a brokerage account, they would have been able to supplement their retirement. Okay, Jacqueline, that's cool. We get it. Playing the tax game. Like, why does that really matter? It matters because the chances of taxes being higher in the future is really, really strong right now. We're in a historically low tax environment. Okay, so that means that the future of taxes does not look really great for us. (laughs) The future of taxes looks really expensive for us. So we want to make sure that we are planning for that. I promise you, like it may not make a lot of sense right now. And you may be like, "Mm, no, girl, I'm a young 38. I'm young 42. I'm not worried about this. Okay, you should be worried about this. All right. Why should you be worried about this? Because the system is designed to cheat you. The system is designed to cheat you. So you cannot cheat yourself. And how are you cheating yourself? By not contributing to your 401k, by not establishing a Roth IRA and contributing to that, by not establishing your brokerage account, by not investing in yourself as a woman and taking care of your expenses in the most efficient way. Those are ways that you are cheating yourself by not waking up early and creating a short list of things that need to be accomplished that day. You are cheating yourself. The system is already designed to cheat you. The pay gap, the pink tax, the system is designed to cheat you. So do not cheat yourself. Okay. once you learn how to play this game, once you learn how the system works, then you're able to move accordingly so that you are not being cheated. But the system is set up to cheat you. So it is up to you to make sure that you are not cheating yourself. And one way that you can make sure that you are provided with the accountability, that you are kept committed, and that you are able to execute on this is to join Pocket Advisor. Okay, Pocket Advisor is a financial social network. So we're in there daily talking about financial topics, things that are going on. This week, we were talking about the Coinbase. Um, I would say IPO, but it wasn't even an IPO. It was a direct listing. We're talking about those kinds of things. We're talking about how to make money from that. And it's not the fact of just making money. It's the fact of you having work optional one day. It's you having financial independence one day. It's you being able to wake up and not have to go to work and not have to deal with your coworkers and not have to be upset about the pay gap. That's what it is. So your subscription to Pocket Advisor is not you buying into uh, making more money to place trades or, you know, to leave more money to your family. No, it's you being able to not cheat yourself because the system is designed to cheat you. Ladies, I want you to invest in yourselves full circle. And why am I so, why am I so passionate about this? Why does this like almost make me choked up? Because it's hard for me to just watch other women who do not invest in themselves. It's really hard because I know the power of investing in myself. I remember when I wasn't investing in myself. 
I remember when I wasn't able to discern, is this money spent an investment in me? Is it just because I have to spend this money? Why am I buying these kinds of things? Is it justification for my value? Why am I doing this? You know, now being able to discern why I spend my money, where it goes, you know, the power that it has, it's going to bring you a lot of clarity. It makes me feel so much more comfortable, so much more confident in everything that I do. And I want other women to feel the same way. I want you ladies to understand how much better it's going to feel for you waking up knowing that your money is making money, waking up knowing that the choices and the decisions that you've made and the way that you've decided to spend your money is actually bringing you happiness and it's bringing you a better financial future. So I appreciate you ladies chiming in today. And gentlemen, I appreciate y'all listening. This is this is huge. As women, we need to invest in ourselves full circle. Um, don't forget that the system is designed to cheat you. So you cannot cheat yourself. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in to an episode of the uncensored show. Take at least one thing you heard today and apply it to your life immediately so that you can become one step closer to living a more meaningful and fulfilling life and aligning your resources to what matters most to you. Remember money is just a resource to fuel your journey. The question is, what's yours?